Welcome to the Holy Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves into Star Wars and fit it into our busy lives. If this is your first time listening in the short form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey, Mike, what do you call Kenobi triplets? I have no idea what you call Kenobi triplets, Mark. OB3s. Yikes. Hope they have a good OBGYN. All right, everyone. Uh, so welcome to this episode 11 of the Hold the Maneuver. As you may have noticed, uh, some housekeeping. We got a brand new co-host with uh, Michael Soren. Welcome to the, the show, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to do this. Um, happy to be here. Uh, which camera do I look at, guys? Uh, well, this oh, episode on audio only. I, I hear the wrap-up music, so let's just get going. All right. Uh, and our returning guest, Mr. Canadian Justin, as I affectionately call him. Hola, how's it going, everybody? It's good to be back from the from Hawk here, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. So Canadian we, opens up with hola. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's, from the, he's, he's from the Spanish part of uh, Canada. Are, are, are you not familiar with uh, Tex-Mex and Hawk and that? Like, come on. No, yeah, he's from, you've heard of uh, Quebec. He's from Quebexico. All right. <laughs> that's enough. Onward. That. Yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, so starting this week with our, our news, the first bit of news is going to be about the follow up to the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, and that's what Sylvie, my dog, thinks of that. She's starting all around. Uh, but the new title has reportedly been revealed for that. It's going to be called Star Wars Jedi Survivor, or at least that's what the rumor title is. Uh, now, do you think Jeff Probst is going to be in this video game? He doesn't need any more money. I'm I'm hoping they bring in Rupert from uh, the All Star seasons in there, the <laughs> one that looks like Hagrid. Yeah, he can play a Wookie. <laughs> yeah, he probably is, and but hopefully Anakin doesn't get get voted off. The, the island first but I, I think mace is gunning for him so but yeah jar jar is gonna win we know it obviously i don't know i bet i'm putting a lot of money on sheave <laughs> oh yeah but he he, he he did find that that hidden immunity idol so no. actually all, all these jokes aside i think now i really want to see a a star wars, star survivor wars themed version of star of uh, survivor isn't that what star wars is about just <laughs> survivors more or less i can see it being a, an snl sketch now <laughs> yeah yeah now i i have yet to to beat this first game yeah i know i know um now um, have you played this game uh justin or mike uh, I've, played it. I've played it i've not beaten it um i was actually just looking at wanting to pick it up again so yeah, I need to get back into it. How about, how about you, Mike? Have you played it at all? I have not. I'm behind on games. Um, unfortunately with me, the better the graphics get, the more sick I get playing games because of terrible uh, motion sickness that I suffer from. So, oh, man. The, the only thing I suggest, although I don't know if that would 
help even with that in that case then but a lot of times people will put on youtube they'll edit together like all the cutscenes from the the game mm -hmm. into like a quote-unquote movie right so you can watch it like just for the story but like that that'd be fine it's the physical playing that oh yeah like the, the camera movement and whatnot <laughs> oh yeah it's like watching a constant michael bay movie well there you go well, I, I get well then that's the way i suggest you you check out uh jedi fallen order because the uh the actor who's in that i don't remember his name off the top of my head but he was uh the not joker in gotham not uh, joker. He was on. He's been on that show, Shameless. Uh, but he plays the character uh, Cal Kestis. In his the... original casting for the for Pennywise, and it oh yeah, changed that. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Oh. oh man, what's it? I'm gonna feel bad if I don't figure out what his name is. Do you got? Do either of you know what his name is off the top of your head? I can just that's picture him in that Jason Sudeikis movie where they went to like Mexico to smuggle in drugs, and that's it. Oh, that guy, uh, yeah. Will Porter, right? Oh no, <laughs> no, that's a different guy. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. Guy? Yeah, Cameron Cameron Monaghan. Oh, I got you there. Look, I'm taking credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Will Will Porter's uh, playing Porter. uh, Adam Adam in the next Guardians movie. He's in Marvel, not DC. But yeah, I'm so I'm looking forward to, to that because what I've played of that first game, I I've really enjoyed so far. I like the story of it. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. So we'll move on from that story, and then I will let Mike introduce the next one. Well, Vanity Fair um, has a whole mess load of information in a recent article that came out. Uh, the main topic is the rebellion will be televised, uh, essentially breaking down to um, they released a list of every Star Wars project currently in development. And what are you guys most excited of, of like, like some of the news that we heard from these shows and like stuff that's in, in the process right now? Well, first show I am most importantly, like excited for is still Obi-Wan. I think it's, yeah. I concur. <laughs> it's where I'm at. And then probably Ahsoka or uh, Mando season three. Nice. Yeah, I and can go with Mando season three for being excited about. Um, it's more interesting to see what they're gonna do to exile Cara Dune. That's where a peak interest of mine is. Oh, yeah. um, Andor looks interesting to me because I love Rogue One, and I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, that that's pretty cool too. They got we finally heard like a little bit more on that too. With um, so you have like returning cast members uh, include Genevieve O'Reilly as uh, Mon Mothma. Uh, who's going to get like more of a story in this, which is pretty cool. Her, and her story is going to parallel that of Cassian's. Um, then still in Skarsgård uh, from Dune. We got Adria Arjona from uh, the best, no, most amazing movie of all time, Morbius. And of ah. course, uh, you know, <laughs> being sarcastic. Uh, Fiona Shaw and uh, Denise Go. And also a co-star as a member of the show, a huge orchestral Dickinson ensemble cast. Again, Gilroy's words. Uh, so t uh, Tony Gilroy is going to be uh, basically the, the showrunner for this. He came on uh, kind of notoriously to Rogue One to kind of take over for Gareth Edwards. So it's interesting that he's more or less the, the showrunner for this show now. And this show is... Uh, they've already said, I guess, that it's going to be at least two seasons because they're talking about this 
when it comes out in the late summer, like they said, uh, is that it's they're talking about it as a first season. So so probably just kind of be like Cassian's um, like first kind of like introduction to uh, like the different planets that are going to be in that and the introduction to getting uh, more or less induced, not induced, but inducted mm-hmm. into the... the Go back to the triplets, are you? Yeah, <laughs> into the, the, the Rebel Alliance there. So I'm excited about this. And the kind of cool thing about that Vanity Fair cover too is, so you, you got Ewan McGregor on there, but then the other three people on the cover are of Latin descent. And I think that's pretty cool showing like the diversity that's really starting to take effect in the Star Wars universe and between like Rosario Dawson and uh, and um, with uh, Pedro Pascal. And then we got, what is the actor who plays Cassian's name? Diego Luna. Oh, Diego Luna. Okay. Yeah. So between all, all of them, I think it's pretty awesome that, that we're getting like all of this coverage with them. And then like, uh, like Justin was saying, I'm really excited for Ahsoka of like to that character from uh, the Clone Wars on what we've seen of her on the Mandalorian so far. And they said that that show is going to be coming out in the uh, early 2023. So they didn't give like any kind of date outside of that. Uh, but I'm just there's go ahead. I'm just with Ahsoka. I'm hoping for some stuff that were like from Shadows of the Empire kind of days with Thrawn and characters from that kind of old canon to see come through. Hopefully, there. That's where I'm yeah. really hoping we see some of that stuff. And. Like with that show, we already know that uh, Sabine Wren uh, from Rebels is going to be in the series. Uh, we, we know Hayden Christensen is going to be in the show as well. Uh, so I'm wondering, uh, we'll kind of get into this later when we talk uh, about like some of our expectations and predictions for Obi-Wan. But I'm thinking that there, there might be, like I'm assuming or hoping for in Obi-Wan, that there might be some Clone Wars uh, flashbacks in this series to like seeing Ahsoka and Anakin uh, kind of like in their heyday together uh, fighting in the Clone Wars. So it'd be kind of interesting to see if, if they do any of that. And I don't remember if, if it was a conversation I had with either of you, but or someone someone else told me what they, they thought it'd be a cool idea if, in that if uh, like if they de-aged Ahsoka in like in those flashbacks and had Ashley Eckstein do the voice of Ahsoka in the flashbacks to kind of meld these two versions of uh, like the the animated version of Ahsoka and now this live action of Ahsoka in the Ahsoka series. And it would be kind of like a nice way to um, like pay tribute to Ashley Eckstein's work as the character as well. I would, I'd be hundred percent down for that. They'll either do that or give her some other role in it to be part of it. I'd imagine. Yeah. Kind of like they did with um, uh, my, Matt Lanter in uh, The Mandalorian with him doing Anakin in the Clone Wars and then he kind of just played like a random rebel um, uh, I didn't say it'd be a meaty part yeah like he's like a or like a rebel like guard in in that prison uh, but going going from there the, the next bit is also tied to this uh, and it is about the Star Wars prequel series The Acolyte and they were reviewed a uh, revealed a few key details from that and um, i'm gonna let 
Justin, take it away with some of this. Yeah, it's a uh, it's going to shape up to be something interesting since it's our first time in like visual media that's not a game or book uh, or graphic novel going into the High Republic era, and that's where we're going to be taking place with this. And so we're going to see like the emergence of dark sided powers and the Sith coming to its power during that time and it seems like it should be quite something i'm down for this um just because it's just not something we've seen a whole lot of back in the back in like anything else where that's like the closest i think we got was probably what darth maul's kind of effect in uh phantom menace yeah uh, and I, I like some of the like what they're they're talking about for this show where they're saying the like political and personal and spiritual things that come up in a time period that they don't that like we don't know much about and like talking about like how the Jedi are in like these like white and gold robes basically because they more or less don't ever get in any skirmishes so like they're basically wearing something that's never gonna that really has no like form function other than to like look nice a knight in shining armor if you will. Yeah. yeah and the other like thing uh, like the and they're talking about like how do we get to a point the place that we are in the beginning of the phantom menace where um basically like the sith are starting to research are having like a resurgence and like they're already like around a little bit because there's already the rule of two during this time um but how does how do they how does how is palpatine able to kind of do what he does up to that point without the the Jedi noticing anything over that, that course of time. And then he's like, he obviously isn't alive yet in this point, unless he's like, hope not. Yeah. Cause he's, he's <laughs> in his forties or he's supposed to be in his forties in Phantom Menace, but maybe uh, like uh, Darth Pelagus might be in this possibly his uh, master. That could be interesting to see if, if he was in there, Yoda would be like a hundred years younger. <laughs> so uh, I don't, maybe Yoda will show up possibly maybe i think those would maybe be like the only two like connections of like established characters that i'm pretty sure we could get yacht all in there too yeah maybe we'll see how grogu came to came to be yeah. <laughs> yoda and um yada you know you gotta gotta be doing what they gotta be doing uh, the yada 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 the yada 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 the yoda did the yada 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 but no i'm I, w- I would like to see a more Sith-based Star Wars show movie. It's they're always like I like the back the bad guy movie, like the backstory how they became evil and took over. That's just right up my alley. So that's what excites me. Yeah, I think with this, the only thing I would really hope for is some kind of cameo, some kind of role for Wentworth Miller. And yeah. uh, what's uh, what's his name? Uh, guy that also plays uh, that played the um, apprentice in Force Unleashed. Oh, Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam Witwer. Yeah, that that could be cool. Like he's already. I, although I still hope against hope that they'll eventually make Star Killer canon to the story again someday. I'm good with him also just taking over playing Darth Maul period yeah. like yeah. we don't need ray park doing that stunts anymore we can just have sam Wentworth. 
Yeah, and if we do get Sam Witwer, I think uh, we have this this Lando show that's still in development. It doesn't have a premiere date yet, but kind of like where Solo ends uh, with talking a bit about Crimson Dawn with that, there's room there where you could have Sam Witwer playing Maul in live action with that that show. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think if anything, they might give us more news about this Lando show at, at Star Wars Celebration and um, during Memorial Day weekend when they have, we're probably gonna have a ton of news. Like this is probably like just like the tip of the iceberg of like Star Wars news. Like here, here's just like a little little tasty morsel of some of the stuff, and then in a couple of weeks time at Celebration, will be like, oh, here's the rest of that iceberg. Well, yeah, you got to build it up. You got to sell the yeah. tickets. If not for October, when like that Disney or like whatever. Oh yeah, they're like the shareholders. Meeting. Yeah, yeah. The shareholder meeting is going to drop a ton of stuff, like it did the last year. Yeah, and so and then like the last kind of uh, one of the the new shows that's going to be coming out is John Watts. So he we recently heard that he had been uh, he had left the Fantastic Four film after doing the, the three uh, Spider-Man films. Well, uh, we know why they killed yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that one was probably someone that was like a Jedi or something, because he's going to be doing an, a 1980s coming of age adventure set in space. So if you, if you kind of blend the Goonies and Stranger Things with Star Wars that's kind of what it seems you get like. This gold. Is, it's yeah. going to be gold, in my opinion. <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> and it, it looks like it's going to be set uh, in the, the post-Return of the Jedi uh, Star Wars timeline. So uh, just like uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I, so there's a chance that it, it may intersect with them. But I think it's going to be much, much closer to like right after Return of the Jedi ends. Like So like in that immediate aftermath of the empire being taken down and this show it's going under the the production title of grammar Rody, which is a uh, reference, reference yeah yeah reference to the simpsons where bart and his friends steal a car and run away for a whole week uh, so considering how the series is reportedly looking for four children around uh, 11 to 12 years old to join the cast upcoming show uh, could follow a group of lovable renegades involved with mischief across the galaxy. I, for one, again, love the bad guy side of things, but I also feel Star Wars needs more comedy in it. Yeah. Um, Can I just say Jedi School of Rock? Jedi School of Rock. Yeah. And, and, make, and Luke, is, Luke is Jack Black. Yeah, I think when I first... Uh, talk to Mark about my Star Wars needing comedy thing. I think I pitched it as a National Lampoon's uh, Senior Trip. No, not Senior Trip. Animal House type. That's what we need. There you go. The Jedi Temple. All the hormonal Jedi underlings causing mischief. Give National Lampoon's Jabba's House. Jabba's House. Give me a 12-year-old Kylo Ren or Ben Solo with a bunch of other misfit teens and on an adventure and so we can grow to love them just to hate them there we go yeah you know it'd be kind of be messed up or it'd be ben ben solo and the knights of ren are these kids in this show yeah 
and then you're like and you're like wait but mm-hmm. those are all those people that those kids killed all those people later <laughs> like you're like oh i love these characters and then and then you find out the end who like because they never say their name the entire never their entire show and like oh hey ben we should call ourselves the knights of ren and then it could be the last just, episode yeah and then it, ben ben just looks at the camera and winks yep and then it goes 80s star wars 80s drip right there i'd be dripping 80s yeah yeah i'm down for so yeah, so that was like all kind of like the like the news we had this week coming from Vanity Fair, amongst other places. So kind of the segue into our main topic, here's everything you should watch, read, and play uh, before Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if you haven't, obviously, obviously already watched it, uh, you're going to need to watch The Clone Wars. Uh, my son has, I've noticed, been uh, re-watching The Clone Wars. So... Confession time. I'll have to watch it for the first time. Oh man, it's so good. It's, if it's you're gonna, good. If, yeah, if you're watching it for the first time too, look up the chronological order because mm-hmm. uh, those like the first two or three seasons, some of the like they're not actually like in timeline order. They're just kind of right. like all over the place. Uh, but like StarWars.com, they have a a link there where you can find all of them and how they they relate. Once you get to like season three or four, everything kind of just takes place back to like you know the Netflix after that. seasons. Yeah, the Netflix it, it's it's great though. There's uh, there's stuff in there with uh, like the the Mortis trilogy, which is like this the story with Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka on this planet that's like super uh, force sensitive. Um, and you kind of get like this whole kind of uh, like this premonitions and flash forwards of like what could be in store for Anakin. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson came back for the episode and actually like voiced uh, Qui-Gon in that. So there's all, all this great stuff in that show. And then like that last season that they came back for in Disney plus was, was really great as well on it. Cause that times up to match with like the beginning of, episode three and kind of segues straight up to order 66 but you see it from like these different points of view than you saw that like that beginning part of right. the, the movie from so i would definitely say check that out it's the the first few seasons like with a lot of uh like the dave filoni shows which i th- it i actually like is it's like the slow progression into uh, meteor and meteor and darker and darker right. storytelling um, cause it kind of like feeds you in slowly, but then gets you attached from that. And then by the time it's like second, third, fourth season, you're, you're really attached to all these characters. And I would, I would definitely highly suggest watching that definitely before Ahsoka comes out because, um, you're, that's you where she was I need introduced. your backstory. Yeah. Now, I think my issue just, why I didn't watch it was when it was released, it was like, you had to watch this to, to watch the next prequel. And I just was an ignorant teen. Was like, I ain't doing that. That was stupid. <laughs> well, now it's all on Disney Plus, so it's, it's all there for you to watch. There we go. Now, this next one uh, I've probably missed out mostly is Justin. You're probably going to be the expert out of the three of us here. Are the Star Wars comics and books uh, with Obi Wan? And I know that they did just re- or they started to release a few issues of Obi Wan 
uh, I think it's a five issue story that they're doing uh, that kind of goes through like his life from like Padawan to up to uh, so the Death Star. I just finished episode issue one of it, and it takes place with like old Obi Wan prior to uh, him training or finding Luke or getting Luke. Um, he's a writing out a journal basically and it's going through his memories and it's the first one is his night at the temple when a friend of his succumbed to the dark side by giving into fear and leaving the order because they needed to go and save their dad Hmm. and it was really interesting because it shows that like where Anakin comes from, too, right. because this isn't going to be the first time you see Jedi's giving into that. Um, I really liked it. The art was a little weird for me, though, because you go from like the Alec Guinness real, real realistic art, and then it goes into more comic-y for the flashback. Interesting. But yeah, uh, I, I think. I think I'll pick this up uh, maybe like when they do like a trade paperback yeah, for it, uh, which will probably won't be until like, you know, maybe like this fall when it comes out. Uh, I know that, I th- isn't it like a, a black uh, Christanton in these? Or or is he, was he, um, oh no, that was in the, like the new Marvel series that Jason Aaron did. Yeah. That, like the, so... the journal that Luke Skywalker found. That and those were like one-off issues, typically, of what was going on for uh, Obi Wan during those. So, like, if if he needed to, like, just write an issue that bridged between different arcs that he was wanting to do, we would have like the Obi Wan journals come in, and like, there's some really cool ones where he like stops smuggler or not smugglers, but like Jabba's men from harassing Owen for kickbacks and stuff like that and like basically because of obi-wan watching over them owen is the only not mobbed influenced uh moisture farmer Hmm. and you get then like you get chrysanthemum you get you get a bunch of different characters but if you want more of them i also recommend the dr afra story dr afra books those were really good. And they spin off of, I believe, Charles Soule's Vader, which is pre-Strikes Back, but post-New Hope. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see. And then, so going f- from the comic books uh, and back into the series, uh, so like the, the we were talking about this a little earlier, the Fallen Order uh, game um, had some of the Inquisitors in that. Uh, some of them that were in there uh, were also in the show Star Wars Rebels with the the Grand Inquisitor, who in, in that show was voiced by uh, Jason Isaacs, who everyone may uh, remember as Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. Uh, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's going to be Rupert Friend, who's playing the, the live action role. Uh, but it should be. Uh, and have you seen have you watched Rebels, Mike? Not yet. All right, that's, a, that's another great one, too. Um, 
so we'll have to go back and do like some episodes where we just talk about rebels and clone wars because that that might be interesting to have like conversation about as like a first time viewer of like stuff you're noticing after like now these characters have been segued or introduced into like different mediums as well but this uh i'll link all the stuff in our show notes too so it'll be easier for people to, to find some of this stuff too but segueing from that we're gonna get into just, our main topic go ahead just one thing too with the inquisitors uh the current vader comic that's being published has a lot to do with the inquisitors in it too and how vader is in control of them and when uh palpatine gives him to them nice yeah Sweet. yeah i'm definitely want to check that out it's there's so much that they that they put out sometimes it's hard to keep up yeah. with it all between them and marvel it's just like what the hell <laughs> yeah it's like they're owned by the same company that's a juggernaut <laughs> yeah controlling media so uh, a couple of weeks ago we got our our, our what i assume is our last trailer for obi-wan kenobi and in that uh we kind of now we watched it on like the last episode and kind of gave like our our like initial thoughts of it but i'm interested to kind of hear uh, what you guys have to say about about that most recent trailer and if there's like anything that you noticed in it uh that kind of stood out to you as far as to like stuff and this this will kind of lead into our conversation of about we can kind of like build off of like what we saw on that trailer and like from what we saw on that to what we hope to see in the show and maybe like what we think we'll see in the show based off of what was in this trailer uh now uh i'll let let mike go first with his thoughts i mean just the concept of obi-wan has me excited um it is interesting how in the trailers he mentions how he lost when his side kind of won in the prequels, it's just he didn't realize him winning was a bad thing. Um, but Owen Savage with his comeback there, <laughs> he's kind of looks like he's going to be a either um, a hard rock to come over or a, a real protector of Luke in the end, which we yeah. kind of got from A New Hope, but. No, it's just general excitement over the series from the trailer. I'm not one to nitpick and search for clues in the trailers. I kind of let them be what they are to tell me the overall scope and then to draw me in. Yeah. It is. It's interesting that they show Vader being put together in the trailer again, because isn't that where Revenge of the Sith left off? Yeah, so with that, I'm wondering if that's just like after... Because like we saw in uh, like Empire Strikes Back and a little bit in, in Rogue One, like where he's like in his meditation chamber. Getting repairs and stuff. Yeah, like where he's like takes the suit off every once in a while, just kind of, I guess, let his like skin breathe more or less. So, And they have, to, if it's not just flashbacks, they're going to have to have like certain ways to, to show Hayden uh, outside of just flashbacks. Because otherwise it's, it's kind of, interesting that they'd only have him come back just to put the suit on because we haven't even heard uh if james earl jones is um, back as well to to do the voice of vader while that'd be good that he does come back 
with the way Tech is now, they can easily make Hayden sound like James Earl Jones. Yeah, especially um, with uh, like how what they did with Luke's voice for mm, uh, Mandalorian, making yeah. Mark Hamill sound like 1980s Mark Hamill. I want Vader to be a stiff fighter, not flipping around, spinning, doing all these twirls. I want him to be a powerhouse lightsaber gladiator. That's one ex- expectation I hope to they they fulfill. Yeah. He's just, he's just this wrecking ball that doesn't need any frill or f- fancy maneuvers. He just kicks ass in his hunt. <laughs> With nice. that, I want to see, though, Vader take damage. I that, want, too. I can agree with that, yeah. I want to see robot limbs on him, on being, like, shown from the material of the suit being torn. I want to see his helmet cracked so we get, like, Hayden's face there somehow. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what I really want to see come into it because it's something that they've done in the comics recently, and it's just I think really visually uh, shows how much of a brute force he. Or I, I force me to agree with that. Yeah, and slight spoiler: there is a shot like that in Rebels where you see a cracked version of of Vader's helmet. And you see Anakin's face beneath the helmet. I'm not going to say what the context is or mm-hmm. like when that happens, but there's a shot of that in the show at one point. And speaking of of um, stuff that we've seen, I don't know. That's a weird segue, but anyways, <laughs> we, we saw uh, Kumail for the first time in this new trailer. And the only reason I say the first time question mark is like, well, we see his face, uh, but um, Mike sent me this other trailer where someone edited together the first teaser and this longer, um, like, um, more story-driven trailer. And there's a shot in that that had Reva or Reva. It, it can go both ways in, in Star Wars, like Han and Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Depends on where or, you're from. Yeah. Or if you're, you're Lando or if you're, you're Leia. Uh, but, or Leah. Uh, but when... Uh, Reva has her saber out and you see like this person like roll into like in front of her in that version of the the trailer that someone cut together it's like right after that shot of uh, Kumail that we saw in this new trailer and it to me I think that's this I think that's also Kumail so I think Reva is going to be after uh, Kumail's character which he may or may not be a Jedi that's on the run and and that's maybe what uh, he comes to, to Tatooine and maybe that's who like uh, Obi-Wan is, is speaking to when he's like, it's over, we lost. Um, and like, maybe that's who he's talking to. Uh, although uh, there's other the theories. Air. Yeah. There's other theories that he's talking because there's that shot that came out from the entertainment weekly, uh, like a month or so ago where like he's in that cave and it's kind of like all kind of like lit in blue light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people think that he might be talking to the, the force ghost of Qui-Gon and there. So maybe he's having like that conversation with Qui-Gon there. So that should, that could be interesting too. But like you, like you were saying with the, um, with uncle Owen, when, uh, with Obi-Wan is like, when the time comes, he must be trained. And, and Owen's just like, like, like he trained his father. Yeah, it's, so it's also interesting to me. And just the star Wars lexicon, how, 
Luke is all like always the one to like save it. I don't know, maybe they've explained it or maybe I missed it, but they never seem to like show him going towards Leia to be like, she can save us. She's the stronger Jedi. So yeah. just maybe in the comics and other things that happens, but it's just interesting to me. It's also interesting that they can't find these guys because in all the movies, they're like, I sense someone's there. They, yeah. they can't sense these other Jedi that they're trying to hunt. <laughs> I've always just gone with the for like the Leia Luke thing is because of her being hidden in plain sight under Bail Organa. Right. She's a princess and has more all that fun stuff. And whereas Luke's a moisture farmer. Yeah. And I understand that aspect. And he's going by the Skywalker name. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another thing like with (laughs) like at, at a place that Anakin has been to with people that Anakin's met. But also, we have to remember too that Anakin just Anakin thinks that Padme died, so he he wouldn't even know to be like looking for his kids, basically. And so, to the greater galaxy, Anakin is dead. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be another thing that I kind of want to see in this too, and I think that we might see is like with that kind of like own that the inner struggle himself with basically the remnants of Anakin that are still within Vader and him um, like basically suppressing Anakin is basically a bad memory because the more that uh, he would think about Anakin it would be any memories or anything that was related to Anakin that would then I mean that might make him more powerful we can see him have a Kylo Ren tantrum where he destroys a comm board because he doesn't like what Yeah, and then and then we see like oh okay like uh, like grandfather like like grandson yeah uh, but uh, there's and now like with the like some of like the new places that we're gonna see in this like Dayu, which kind of looks like a Hong Kong ish planet uh, like influence like that that looks pretty cool. Now is there like any characters or like settings that uh, you specifically want to see in this that? that may have been like teased in like the trailers or, or maybe not even teased yet, but you saw them in like other shows in the past and you'd like to see them in here. Not teased, but I would like to hear Liam Neeson and Frank Oz. I'd like to, yeah, I would, I would like to see Liam Neeson too. Yeah. I feel they got to do a something with Liam Neeson. I want to see how, Vader chooses his volcano layer that you see in Rogue One. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. With the like, basically, he, it's basically like his like his man cave. On, yeah. On Mustafar, uh, so it should be interesting to see like like what he does. Like if they do any more with uh, Vader's castle there, and I'm like I also don't want to build my expectations up too much too because I feel like a lot of stuff nowadays, like with like general discourse online usually with people that are upset like about like whatever movie it is that they saw or whatever tv show it is um that they're disappointed by the finale or like the writing or whatever is they build up this own their own version of this story so much in their heads to the point where their um expectations become 
that need to become reality. Otherwise, they're not going to enjoy what they're watching. Well, it's the same argument when people make saying the book's better than the movie. Like, yeah, they're two different mediums. They're two different so, mediums. You're seeing one person's take on the book, what they wanted to see. So it's yeah, it's that's what it's all not a fair comparison. Yeah, that's what I say to everybody too. Is that film and TV is subjective? So uh, it's not objective. It, it's like it's you're allowed to like what you like, and someone can yeah. like what they like, but you don't have to like come down on somebody else for not liking something or if if you don't like a movie or tv show like don't you don't need to fill the ether mm-hmm. of the internet with like your like you're allowed to share your opinion but like you can do it like in a constructive yeah uh, way like 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 uh jermaine clement and brett mckenzie once uh said be more constructive with your feedback why why exactly so yeah just just do that uh now do you guys have like any uh like final thoughts on stuff that we saw in in this most recent trailer and the i want to see the last thing i want to see luke try to get into pod racing and have someone stop him kind of looks like he's doing that in the trailer that's that's in the trailer it looks like he's trying to be a pod racer because that's the only downfall with how star wars came out is in the 70s like lucas didn't know where like he had an idea probably where he wanted things to go where things existed from but with the ad- addition of so much other stuff over time it's just makes you like you want to see everyone in the 70s the original trilogy do the stuff that the kids were doing when it came before them in the prequels yeah just but it's just it's six episodes which is a down downer in my opinion i feel like these think of phil 30 episodes with this subject matter all right i'm sure it'll be spread out to other series though too yeah my my biggest thought is that everything we've seen so far is probably only in the first three episodes oh yeah it's there's gonna be a lot of surprises and another thing to keep in mind with that too is that by so because they're showing the the first two episodes on May 27th and then the third episode, June 1st by June 1st, we'll already have half. We'll already have seen half of the yep. the season. So within like less than like a week of the show premiering we'll already have seen half of that story. So, but yeah, like, like I, like you've all said, and like, like what I kind of said earlier is, um, I don't want to build my expectations up too much, but uh, like my son, I really, I didn't like, I liked Alec Guinness when I first saw Star Wars uh, back when I was younger, but it was Ewan's portrayal of Obi-Wan over the course of the prequel trilogy and what he's done with him uh, that made me kind of like fall in love with this character and be become so attached to him and Anakin. Uh, and then, more so like with uh, what we've seen like through the Clone Wars and whatnot but I'm, I'm just excited to see more of Obi-Wan's story and I'll be curious to see kind of where they leave it off to kind of like dovetail into him uh, becoming Alec Guinness I and I think I shared this with both of you earlier today I look 
looked it up and tried to figure it out was that the Alec age. Guinness, yeah, Alec Guinness was 63 uh, when he did the first Star Wars film. Ewan McGregor is 50, around 50 right now. And this is set about 10 years before uh, the events of A New Hope. So effectively, age-wise, it, it kind of lines up nicely. So uh, that the desert sand, that'll, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing. That'll get but, you. Yeah. So that, that's going to wrap it up for this week for us, guys. Uh, you know, know that you can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice. If it allows you to do so, Spotify lets you do that. Apple Podcasts lets you do that. I'm not sure of any others that allow you to do so, uh, but you can find the show on social media at uh, Hold of Pod pretty much everywhere Twitter, Instagram, uh, Hold Maneuver on Facebook. Look for Hold Maneuver Podcast on YouTube. All these links are in the show notes as well. Uh, you can follow us individually on uh, social media as well. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at my first and last name, just Mark with a C M A R C Vivert, V I V B E R T. Uh, I'm over on Instagram and Twitter under my name, uh, Michael Soren underscore. Uh, my last name will throw you for a loop. So it's S-A-W-R-A-N. That's uh, not spelled how it sounds. But yeah, yeah that's he's, what he's I'm not the, he's, he's not the, the villain from Lord of the Rings. I might be. You never know. Maybe. Time uh, will tell. Chris, Christopher Lee was Count Dooku in, <laughs> in Star Wars. Not so. Anyways, uh, and Justin, where can... Uh, where can people here. find find you just just on this podcast just on this podcast every now and then and uh i mean you could probably find me sometimes on uh twitter under midnight barbecue there you go and you can in the mexican some, part of canada yeah, yeah in, in quebexico in quebec uh, yeah. and then you guys can also email us at holdapod at gmail.com if you want to email us anything that you'd like to see you know we want just general thoughts on our show or anything you uh, uh, constructive, yeah, constructive, well, here's a constructive criticism. Speak better. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways, uh, as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Thanks to the maker. And thank you again um, for joining us, Justin. Thanks for having me on, guys. James Earl Jones. Eric actually liked this. That kid's on dope. Whoa.